We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kent and Scott break down the Kansas depth chart. Coming up, it's Booth Review. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Welcome into Booth Review, presented by Emprise Bank. A bank is more than a building down the street. It's a partner for some of life's biggest joys and obstacles. And Prize Bank has all the tools for your rainy days and your brightest moments in life. They're your partner in possible. Sign up online for an account today and let them be part of your journey. I am excited to be part of Scott Chasen's journey back into sports <laughs> media. Uh, or should I say, or Scott Chasen. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you could listen to Kent Swanson or Scott Chasen. Those are the options. That's our depth chart. We don't have a one-two here. We have we just have options. I think that's the way to be. I was reminded um, of a David Beatty depth chart when he actually released it, one year he didn't, but it had about 45 oars on it. So he- hearing Lance Leipold tell media today, like, there are a lot of oars on this depth chart. It was like, no, actually, you don't you don't understand how indecisive a depth chart can be. This one was actually pretty good, except for one position. Kent, did you get a look at that? Uh, I think the one or the one position that didn't have an oar, or the one that had a bunch of oars, the one that had all the oars. Yeah, that was a fun one, and it's rightfully <laughs> so. Uh, the, the running back position had three oars, all at running back one. I, you know, there's one team that has a lot of oars. Uh, it's Minnesota because they just row the boat. <laughs> yeah you see what i did there that's pretty good i know yeah i thought that was pretty good uh yeah I no <laughs> i love how daniel high shot like it wasn't alphabetical i did you say no, that or by number <laughs> it was just all over the place yeah no it's well what it is is it's a depth chart it's a one two three four it's just an accidental one two three four because they listed them all as oars but uh yeah it's not alphabetical it's not by number and honestly Devin Neal is at the top and then Daniel Hyshaw, who probably had the best camp and then Kai Thomas and then Savion Morrison, who's been injured to me. That's a legitimate one through four, at least to start the season. I think Kai Thomas will get more and more use as the season goes on. I feel pretty good in some ways about the fantasy teams we drafted because <laughs> I got Daniel Hyshaw in mm. the second round. Unfortunately, yeah. we need to talk about what my pick in the fourth round was because since we've last talked, uh 
Trevor Wilson and Tanaka Scott um, got in a little bit of trouble. At, yeah, they, at, they both were arrested, and, and Tanaka Scott suspended one game. I don't believe he had charges pressed against him. He is practicing with the team. By the way, I'm in a hotel room. I'm out of town right now. I apologize for um, the visuals here. I usually hold the backgrounds to a higher standard. I did put the book for it in the background just to traumatize Perfect. any small children who yeah, can watch this. So um, I just had to interrupt myself to say that. No, um, so Tanaka Scott's out one game. Um, and then Trevor Wilson suspended indefinitely. Lance Leipold was asked about that a bunch today. He did not want to talk really at all about it. I think we'll learn more as that goes. But um, so Tanaka Scott, who's on Kevin's team, he'll stay on Kevin's team. But yeah, Kent, you have uh, your free reign of any player on the board. If you want to pick a new, uh, you get a new flex. Scott, I, that's so nice of you. I was about to beg and plead my case <laughs> <laughs> to get someone in in uh in place of trevor wilson um i think i think i think one of the guys that's listed as as a starter for this mm -hmm. team that we i've got to go with i gotta go with quentin skinner like i think that's i think that's the logical progression here like i'll, I'll give me quentin skinner i believe when kevin flaherty was on last week doing these drafts that was one of the guys he was taking into consideration uh, i think he was the last probably the last man out of the mm -hmm. of that draft i give me quentin skinner i think that's uh i think that's totally reasonable um and yeah i'll i'll take it i think i think you know i think there's an opportunity for getting some opportunities like i mean he's probably in that tier where you know you're gonna have a lot of guys jumbled up um i think i think they're she's i i think ku's gonna have a receiver go over 350 yards this year like i do believe that is going to be the case but i could see some of these guys that we're kind of talking about maybe in the you know, 200, uh, you know, 200 and under range. I think mm -hmm. Quentin Skinner can get me that. Yeah. And, and you mentioned it listed as a starter. He's a guy who was just put on, on scholarship, someone that Lance Leipold has talked about and someone that we've heard about for a while now is even though he's not a scholarship or wasn't previously, even though he wasn't playing a ton about a guy that quarterbacks have liked players on KU have liked. And I, I think that's a good segue into this death chart because one of my biggest takeaways, Kent, I'm curious to see where you landed on this it didn't seem like the transfers, you know, some of them were listed as oars. Some of them, you know, were not even given that, that kind of starting position. And a lot of guys from the, the kind of holdover from last year are kind of holding off some of these transfers at their spots. Did that jump out to you? A little bit. Um, and it, it, it's a, I don't think, I think it's a sign of where this, this program's at. And I think it's a sign of where this culture is at, because I think that there is a standard that has been set and that has been established by Lance Leipold in a very short amount of time. We're talking, what, uh, 16, 17 months at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm looking at this going, okay, nothing was given. Nothing was handed out. Standards have been set within this organization, and the players are to uphold that. The players that do uphold that are getting those opportunities. I think it's a statement by, what, you know, by Lance Leipold where, you know, I think you know these guys have earned some. Some guys have earned it, even though there was fierce competition. the The competition did exactly what was expected. And I, I mean, I I know we'll, we'll probably go down the list, but the one like OJ Burroughs is the one that surprised me the most. Mm -hmm. He's being listed first. I think it's an or with Marvin Grant. Yep. But I think we all would have anticipated Marvin Grant walks in day one, starts next to Kenny Logan. Those are your two safeties. But OJ Burroughs continues to push, continues to fight, and. You, now you've got you know a guy who this staff who has evaluated well to this point I believe found has been able to say hey you know what OJ Burrows is 
is exceeding this or or up to the standard of a guy like Marvin Grant, who has a lot of experience against high level competition. I'm more encouraged than I am scared, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. No, I, I agree. That was I was going to give you three and let you choose your own adventure of the ors that, that really stood out to me. And that was one of them, because, I mean, all over that defensive backfield, you're seeing some position battles that I don't think have been settled. And look, O.J. Burroughs was a guy that I think this staff and Brian Borland, defensive coordinator specifically, really liked almost immediately last year. You know, in preseason camp, I can remember Brian Borland telling us uh, that O.J. Burroughs might have had the best ball skills of any of the guys in the, the defensive backs room. And, you know, he set a record at IMG Academy, one of the most storied high schools, you know, across the country in terms of, of that level of football um, or one of the most storied programs, I should say more accurately, he set a record for interceptions in a game. You know, like he was a ball hawk there. He's continued to do that at practices, um, you know, last year that I remember being at. And clearly, you know, like you mentioned, he's listed with a guy that I, Marvin Grant was on that list. Kalen Gervin for me was a guy like mm. I was, I was 99% sure that he was going to start. And for someone like Jacoby Bryant, you know, to be pushing him at the cornerback position. Um, I, I think that speaks well. To me, the Craig Young, Gavin Potter thing is really interesting because mm. Gavin Potter, first of all, he's played in a lot of different systems. He's played a lot of different positions. They've moved him inside, outside, back and forth. And that's multiple staffs have done that. You know, he wasn't the most, I think he only started playing linebackers last year of high school. So for me, if if there is a player where it could just click and he could just start getting it, I think Gavin Potter is the one that I'm not necessarily betting on it, but it wouldn't shock me if he's actually risen his level of play because I, I think it would make sense given his career path and his career journey that something could click. That being said, I was a little bit disappointed that Craig Young wasn't the starter there because I, I know you have high expectations for Craig Young. I have high expectations for Craig Young. I was a little surprised with that or on the death chart. I wonder if it's processing. Like if, if I'm just looking outside, looking in and looking at some of the things like Craig Young, I don't know if he always processed the game when I was watching back on some of his stuff last year. I don't know if it's, it's, if the, if the processing speeds there, I mean, that's just outside looking in. I, I can't speak for the last, you know, 12 months, but Gavin mm-hmm. Potter's a guy that's been in this system. He's, you know, there's a, there's a difference between thinking, you know, and playing fast. And if you can play fast, you, you, you sometimes are faster than better athletes. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there could be a little bit of that at play as the, as the, as the playbook expands a little bit farther, like there are, you know, there's some catching up to you. I think the linebacker position too, though, I mean, you're seeing Lorenzo McCaskill, uh, Mm -hmm. and, and Eric Gilliard, like all these guys are, you know that there's there's I think Craig Young's the only one to break through the starters if I if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. So it's like okay, so he was able to at least kind of break through that glass. I I would argue that he had the easiest one to break mm-hmm. uh, because I think Ty I I like Tywan Berryhill a lot. Yeah. I was really excited about him last year. I think Rich Miller's your oh, he's a leader. I mean he's just the, mm-hmm. the the leadership is is one of the things that captain he was just captain voted a captain yeah. over Kenny Logan. So, uh, I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to look at it too much. I mean, obviously, I think there's a little bit of disappointment at the same time. I know Lorenzo McCaskill was behind the, the eight ball and, I mean, Eric Gilliard. But, man, neither of those guys are starting uh, for week one. So, that should probably tell you something, too. I mean, Eric, at least Craig Young was able to, to kind of break through there. Yeah, I do think that, that's a good point. I just double-checked this because I was surprised. I am surprised Kenny Logan isn't a captain, but it's Rich Miller and it's Sam Burt. Sam Burt. Obviously makes sense yeah. on the defense. Both, Lorenzo, I mean, mm-hmm. both of those guys make sense too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, Lorenzo McCaskill's interesting. I think as the year goes, he'll get it. But 
No, I, I think it speaks well to the linebacker room. There were two. We're going to talk a lot about the depth chart today. Um, if anyone hasn't picked up on that, there you go. But uh, there were two on offense. I also wanted to talk to you about kind of ongoing position battles. I do. Want to, I, let me. Let me. Let me. Let me. I'm gonna jump in really, really quick go for on it. the linebacker. Go for it, Mm-hmm. And I want to speak to all Kansas Jayhawk fans listening to this right now. Oh, no. More than likely, you are a Kansas Jayhawk fan if you're listening to this, okay? Mm-hmm. Or a masochist. I li- <laughs> hope it's the yeah. former. Hope it's the former. I just want Kansas fans to listen up really quick. You're looking at the linebacker depth chart right now. This is one of the best problems that Kansas football has had in 10 years. Okay. The fact that there is legitimate competition and a legitimate two deep with six playable division one linebackers is massive for the progress of this organization. One of the reasons that KU football has struggled to the extent that they have is because they've never had the depth to compete for four quarters. I think you saw that last year. Lance Leipold had this team prepared. They would play well early, and then they just their youth, their inexperience, their lack of time in an, in a in a collegiate weight room because they're still nineteen year olds, they're still teenagers or young kids. It all showed. It all mattered late in games. The effort was there. The execution was there. I mean, the Chiefs they or the Jacks projected the ball a lot better mm-hmm. last year. It's just it's been a matter of depth, and so KU football finally has good problems were players that you were starved for, that you expected to start in January, haven't been able to crack the lineup. That's wonderful news for this team. And I think that's reason to be really, really excited. There's also one more reason to be really excited, Scott. uh, And that's because Kansas DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. (laughs) It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, mm-hmm. all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. $100 in free bets when you sign up using promo code KCSN+. Plus. One lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for sh- signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Should be soon. Plus, Mm -hmm. one customer will win $100,000 in free bets. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21-plus. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four dollars free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited ends. First day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at dkng.co slash ks. Did you like that? I did. Uh, you, are you, you hyped? Are you, are you I'm, hyped? I'm timing you. I'm, I'm actually timing that one. That's not one. bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I came hey. in just under 90 seconds. I am hyped. <laughs> I've already downloaded it. I put in the code. I'm very excited. And 
honestly, just to break away, I, I have two competing thoughts in my head going right now. One, I thought you made a great point about the linebackers and just to highlight games last year, Baylor was like 14 to seven at halftime. Duke and Coastal Carolina, Kansas either led or was right there into the into the second half. And then that depth absolutely faded. So I think you made a great point. Sports betting front, early lines for this opener. The first one came out at 30 and a half. Other lines I've seen are closer to like 25, 27 points. I think that's a little more reasonable. That's a ton of points for Kansas to be getting in an opener. Are you taking Kansas minus 30? Uh yeah, if the if if DraftKings does set the line uh to in, in that 30 range, I will absolutely be pulling the trigger with one of my free bets. Uh for 100% Kansas? for Kansas. Kansas minus 30? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would I feel I I feel good about this team, man. And I think mm-hmm. they can line up and play vanilla and they have the depth, they have the energy. This team is not going to come out and lay an egg. They're going to come out with a different level of intensity because they're being evaluated. They're always being evaluated. The standard's been set. This team is sick of losing. I think you're going to get an outstanding effort for this football team. And I think there's enough depth to carry a large lead into the fourth quarter. I genuinely mm-hmm. believe that. I was going to wait for maybe some prediction time later at, before mm-hmm. we close it out. But that's you're kind of getting a sense of where my prediction's going to fall. I have I would have KU covering, mm-hmm. you know, 30 plus. If DraftKings sets the line there, so yeah. I'm I'm anxiously anticipating that, and uh, I I will be placing one of my free bets there if that happens. Yeah. Oklahoma, when Oklahoma plays Kansas, past years usually that line has been around 35 ish points in the range of that. It's kind of crazy to see Kansas on the other end of the line that big, even though like Kansas played Rhode Island a few years ago. And that was a game you absolutely assumed that Kansas was just going to blow them out because Rhode Island wasn't even a good FCS program. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of points for Kansas. That's a lot of points. I this it's different times, man. Like I think KU fans are gun shy. They're scared. They don't want to allow themselves to be hurt. Right. And but this is a team that can, you know, can line up and compete with a lot of teams this year. They may not finish the job and it may not always be a one score game, but they will be playing competitive football where it's not out of reach in the fourth quarter a lot this year. I genuinely believe that. It's just a matter of if they can finish some of these games out. Kent is telling you that if you're a Kansas fan, it's okay to love again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think so. I think and I think Lance has given you absolutely every reason to. He is <laughs> he is he is he has he has done everything imaginable for you to allow yourselves to be hurt again. Yes. You can you can be hurt again, you can love again, and if you want to love the way you look, I think Kent and I would both recommend Charlie Hustle. <laughs> That's a beautiful. Uh, I love that shirt, Scott. You're doing. Thank great. you. I'm wearing the uh, Charlie Hustle shirt today again. In this, uh, I wish you could see my little hotel setup. My laptop is currently sitting on like a dresser drawer, so I was like <laughs> constantly worried that you could see the bottom of the drawer or something. There's this random door behind me. It does not open. It's locked on both sides. I don't know what's in there. It's incredibly creepy. Um, it's an interesting setup today. It's it's very different. That transition was great. That's why there's an or on the depth chart for us right there, buddy. Both of us yeah. are just, we're just high level uh, transition. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's right there. Well, speaking of ores on the depth chart, two offensive ores on the depth chart. The first one I want to talk about is tight end. Mason Fairchild listed as the number one. Trevor Cardell or Jared Casey listed as the, you know, in the competition for the two. I'm a little skeptical of this one. I think Trevor Cardell will be this team's leading tight end. I think Mason Fairchild gets a little bit of a seniority bump because he was in that position last year. But all the reports from camp have been that Trevor Cardell has been the best tight end. And I have said, I think Jared Casey is a better tight end than Mason Fairchild. Now, it's possible Mason Fairchild has gotten a lot better too. But what I saw from Jared Casey last year was the most impressive tight end play that I've seen in the Kansas football uniform in some time. But it is those three. So Tavita Noah for now is, is a little bit back of those guys. I don't think he's the same kind of versatile pass catching threat that those other guys are. And I think that's part of it. So tight end room, I feel pretty good about where Kansas is at. I expect a lot of multiple tight end looks. Any surprise with Mason Fairchild being the number one there? Yeah, a little bit. Like I'm surprised, but I think he was, like you said, I think he was there last year largely for this team. There's, you know, some familiar comfortability. Consistency matters, especially, you know, in line and in the passing game. So there's probably some level of trust. At the same time, like Andy Colton, he's working, you know, intimately with that tight end position. So he's got a pretty good feel of, you know, of how that group's shaping out. So, you know, I, I think he's going to have a, it's interesting that you've got the offensive coordinator there be, being the tight ends guy there. So, like, I mean, he's got a very intimate, you know, view of that group and what he wants to accomplish. I think all three of these guys are playing. I think Tavita Noah is going to play. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think, especially looking at what's happened with the wide receiver, I don't think the cupboard's bare at wide receiver. I, Trevor Wilson's not, you know, the the end-all be-all for this football team. But at the same time, like, I, I still think tight end is going to be something heavily utilized. I would be stunned if, you know, especially like, you're not going to get Jared Casey off the field. You, I'm just telling you, Jared Casey will find a way, and then when he's on the field, he'll be productive. And he's going to find his way back where he was last year because what he does plays. And you know what? It's a good thing that there's so much competition at that tight end position with the other two guys. It means they've raised their standards as well. And I, again, competition is something that's been badly needed for this football team. You talk about Gavin Potter earlier. That's a prime example. He hasn't had competition to go up against, Mm -hmm. to battle against, to, to, to set new standards against. And all of this matters. I think, you know, you, I think she, I, I don't think, I don't think, I think, I, I think fans should be encouraged by guys that you saw do good things last year, maybe mm-hmm. not being the first line on the depth chart. Like that's a, this is all positive signs for KU. Mm-hmm. At, well, the second battle, and, and this is kind of right along with that, right? Like we've talked offensive line. It's at the left guard spot with our Maje Reed Adams and, or, I was going to say, and it's an or uh, Dominic Pooney. Now, to me, this one, and Lance kind of hinted at this in this press conference today. I think this one's more injury related. Mm-hmm. My guess is if Dominic Pooney is is pushing to be one of these starters, I actually think it's Michael Ford's spot. Um, that would be a little bit more up for grabs just because Armaje Reed Adams, we have heard 
like guys have raved about his body, about his development. So it's a little bit weird to then see him listed as an or. But Lance Leipold said today, like I said, um, he said sometimes the guy's an or, not not necessarily just because of competition, but because of maybe the injury aspect to that. So I think the line for the most part, it sounds like they've gotten through camp relatively healthy. Um, that was a question he answered today, but that's one, the offensive line, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, Lance Leipold said he expects Reed Adams to be available. As you know, that can mean varying things. Availability is, um, it, it's not always linear of like, yes, he can play. He's a hundred percent or no, he can't play. So I'm interested to see the offensive line. I don't necessarily see that specific matchup as a huge battle, but I thought that one was interesting too. It is interesting. I mean, there's no, those college coaches are allowed to be as fickle as they want <laughs> with, with, with the injury status of players. Um, Armaj Reed Adams has the best NFL body on this team. Mm-hmm. He's only a sophomore. I mean, and I know that's, I know there's plenty. I mean, there, you're going to use the people saying, well, Kenny Logan, well, Craig Young, like I, I think Armaj What's that voice, by the way, Whose well, voice Devin Neal, you know, this is a, this is Western Kansas. Um, I think, I, I, I think, Armaj Reed Adams looks incredible. And mm-hmm. I mean, I I was stunned by some of the, the the images we've seen of him and his body and like the amount of effort and energy it takes to do that shows how much he cares about what, you know, about football. And so I think the talent's always been something very real and tangible with him. And now the body's matching um, what he's capable of doing. I'm excited to see him. I'm hoping we're going to get a good look at him uh, this week. Uh, hopefully he's healthy enough to do that. Yeah. And by the way, played as a freshman, played in that first season. You could argue he shouldn't have been, but that was the situation the roster was in. So he got some of that experience early. And oh, by the way, another guy who did, and Kent, we're 20 minutes in, and now we get to talk about the quarterback position, which is, again, it's different. This is not how KU has been. Kansas named a starter. It's Jalen Daniels. We all know Jason Bean will play at some point this year and what capacity and how that will be. We don't totally know yet, but Jalen Daniels is quarterback one. He was quarterback one at media day. He was quarterback one, you know, today when he was named a captain, he was quarterback one when Lance Leipold said it at the start of camp. He went the whole offseason as quarterback one. He held off Jason Bean for that battle. Kansas has a returning quarterback. And Kent, I know you are very high on Jalen Daniels. I am also very high on Jalen Daniels. To me, where this team goes is where Jalen Daniels can take it because I believe enough in the rest of the talent around the roster. I want to see if Jalen Daniels can protect the ball just a little bit better and continue to consistently make some of those big throws he made last year. Jalen Daniels has me really excited about what this offense could be, and that's even down a couple of receivers. Yeah, and I'm excited to see him in a game setting, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, by all indications, like, Jason Beans had a great camp, and he's pushed and he's challenged, uh, you know, Jalen Daniels, and both of them have, have had, you know, strong camps, and that's always going to be something beneficial. But you got to remember, like, Jason Bean won this competition a year ago, Jalen Daniels didn't. I know that were some injury stuff that maybe kept Jalen Daniels from you know winning mm-hmm. that spot, but I don't know if that was entirely it. What we have seen and what we do know about Jalen Daniels is when the lights come on, something about him seems to 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 be a little bit more consistent. Something seems to change a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm excited to see is that game setting to see what steps he's taking because all the work he's put into this point is only going to help make him sharper. You're right, uh, sharper. You're right, like protecting the football. I mean. I, I don't know if it like I he made a few like he, you know he made a few mistakes he put the ball at risk a little bit I'm more than willing to live with that because of mm-hmm. where he challenges the ball largely but yeah. if he can sharpen that tool just a little bit more like that's going to go a long way in helping this team kind of achieve what they're looking to do right 
Um, I, I think that's going to be a big thing for him. But I just want to see some of those natural playmaking abilities because that's what this team really does need behind, you know, under center is a guy that's able to create. Like Jason Bean's the best linear athlete potentially on this football team. Mm -hmm. Jalen Daniels is a very good athlete that still has some good long speed, but also has some ability to create. I think that's going to matter when, you know, when the Big 12 schedule really hits in earnest. That's going to be a valuable trait. And it starts building against Tennessee Tech this week. Yeah. Well, along those lines of offensive playmakers, one of the one of the things I wanted to get your take on are just guys who have to hit for Kansas to be good. Mm. Jalen Daniels is obviously in this category. To me, one of them, and, and he's a backup wide receiver to start the year, I believe in Douglas Emelian and how good he can be and, and just the the limited experience I've had to even watch him in person. I, I think he can do things body-wise, route running-wise, just with a mental understanding and a physical understanding doesn't really make sense, but just the physical control of his body to where I, I believe he can be maybe have one of the highest ceilings of the receivers on this team. I think he's got a chance to be on the field as much as any of the other guys, even if, again, he's listed as the backup in the slot behind Luke Grimm. He's one for me that offensively, if Kansas is going to be as good as it can be, I, I think he needs to emerge. Do you have a few guys you'd like uh, or you would call out that if Kansas is going to hit either offense or defense, that they've really got to emerge. I, I I would go back to the offensive line. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think uh, Marmaj, Reed Adams, Michael Ford, Bryce Cable, do all those guys taking steps. Those are some of the younger guys. Like, I think there's some known commodities, right, with with the offensive line. Earl Bostic, I think, is playing capably. Um, and Mike Davitsky's steady as it gets. But I think it's all the guys around them, some of the younger guys along the, the offensive line. If those guys take a step, I think those are – those are huge. That's huge for this football team. Um, and I think they made progress. You know, four of those guys played last year. There's really only one offensive line spot from the end of the year that didn't, you know, really, you know, that that's not here anymore. But I think that the three young offensive linemen are the guys with the growth, you know, the, 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 the room for growth that can really help elevate this football team in a big way. And I mean, them being healthy too is going to matter because, you know, th- there's question marks about the depth along the offensive line too. So yeah. um, I think those those three young offensive linemen are the three I'm kind of paying attention to. I'm really excited to see the growth of that offensive line because we've talked about this before on this show. <laughs> South Dakota week one last year, yeah. it was yeah. brutal. It was absolutely yeah. brutal. I want to see the growth from this football team. If they're changing the line of scrimmage, if they're executing well in their outside zone scheme. And you know what we've heard everyone who has ever watched football has heard about how much, uh, how important continuity is Mm -hmm. when you're building an offensive line, not only keeping them healthy year to year growing together. I mean, I can think of a countless number of stories, stories, even at the high school level of just, Hey, these guys weren't that great as a freshman, but they played all the games as the freshmen. And then as sophomores, they were a little bit better. And then juniors, they were a lot better. And by the time they were seniors, they were just so in lockstep. Um, This is kind of Kansas's chance to get to show, you know, a few of these guys have been around each other. I mean, Earl Bostic has been at, at Kansas. You know, Armage Reed Adams and Bryce Cable do. Since they've been there, they've had Earl Bostic with them. Mike Nowitzki and Michael Fort, they know each other really well. Armage Adams, Reed, you know, there's just a lot of guys. Let's see what they can do now that they've kind of been in this system and can grow together. Defensively, I have so many question marks and things I'm interested in. But I'm really interested in the Malcolm Lee, Jeremy Robinson kind of position battle mm. there. One of them has got to hit because I think the Kansas pass rush, the Kansas defensive line, run stopping pass rush, all of that. I think it will be better this year. I think Lonnie Phelps winning the job. I think that was a 
that that was a, a pretty clear indication that he is a guy who is ready to step in. He is the starter. He's one of the the few transfer starters. I want to see someone else step up, particularly you know at that other defensive end spot. Um, that's one for me that's definitely on my list. And then it, it's that whole linebacker room, like you mentioned. They do have depth. They will be able to last later into games. You don't need them all to be perfect. If you can find guys to to shoulder, you know, more of the load who can be successful, who can win their battles, who can be in the right positions, who can make plays, and then, you know, spell them at times with guys like, you know, whether it's Gavin Potter, Lorenzo McCaskill, Taiwan Berryhill, whoever it is coming in, like that guy can can be 80% of what the first guy is. That's great for Kansas. That puts Kansas in a great spot. But that front seven has to produce. And I think we've heard over and over year after year, oh, well, it's better in this way or it can do this better. But I think we've yet to see a front seven at Kansas really be that good. I mean, the last time when they had Dorrance Armstrong and Daniel Wise kind of playing together a few years back, I thought it was okay. Um, They had a year in there, I think 2018, where they forced a lot of turnovers. And I thought they were a little bit more stout defensively. But that's what I want to see. I want to see if this Kansas front seven can be a lot better and be a lot more productive up there. Well, and you see, you know, the conversation around the defensive scheme changes, Jim Panagos, and, and and they're 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 changing to more of a a one gap penetration type defense. They're 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 going to be playing a little in the gaps a little bit more than they have. Where you know a lot they've been trying to hold point with the with the defensive line, read things out, let the linebackers flow and create and, and clean some things up. But it sounds like they're going to play a little bit more downhill with their defensive front, and that could be a change that's really valuable for this for this team too. You know, because what they did last year didn't help. It didn't work, and the linebackers weren't playing fast. They weren't reading things cleanly. And so now what you've done is you've seen this team kind of change schematically a little bit. They're going to try to attack a little bit more in the gaps with their defensive line matched with six talented, capable linebackers. Mm-hmm. So like you, that, that's a formula there because you can, the, the linebackers are going to stay fresh. You're going to have, you're going to have a legitimate, legitimate depth at the linebacker position where you're going to get, you know, a solid rotation there. I think the defensive line's pretty pretty deep, mm-hmm. mostly on the interior. Like I feel pretty yeah. good about the interior. I, uh, you know, there's Caleb some, Sampson, Sam Burt, uh, Eddie Wilson. There, there's a lot of guys. Tommy there. Dunn's not even on the yeah. on the too deep. And DJ like DJ Wizard has barely made it. Like yeah. that's a reason to be excited mm-hmm. because both I like I those guys are capable. These are they look they look the part. They're still young, but like there's Jelani Arnold. <laughs> Not on the depth chart. Like, there's plenty of interior depth. There's a lot of buys. They're going to be able to throw at people. They're going to be attacking. They're going to have a strong rotation. That's that's all good. I think this is a chance for this group to be better. And yeah, the the, the KU pass rush was a one trick pony, but that one trick was really good, and that was Kyron Johnson rushing with speed. And if you could handle Kyron Johnson's, Johnson's speed, great. But if you couldn't, you were Texas. <laughs> uh, so I, I think there's, you know, there's more diversity, there's depth, there's density, schematic changes. I think this team's going to do a better job pressuring the quarterback. And I think they're going to do a better job up front against the run as well. Yeah. Ken, let me ask you this one and we can end on kind of this topic. What do you want to see game one? What are you looking for? I want to see this team look the part. I want to see them look like a power five program, a team that can line up, play vanilla and beat an inferior opponent. I want to see them protect the football and I want to see them dominate on both sides of the line. 
that happens, I'm going to feel very good about the future uh, uh, and then the rest of the season. What about you? I think I, I have a few. I've got three things. Number one is running backs. It's not I don't care about the rotation or who gets the most carries. I just want to see what those guys look like running, especially the ones we haven't seen mm-hmm. um, in live action. That's one. Number two, I want to see tight end use. I want to see what the formations look like because I doubt you're going to see the plays. You know, you've mentioned going vanilla. I doubt you're going to see the plays, but I think you are going to see some of the formations and some of the looks. And I want to see how they, how creative they get or just, you know, do they bring in two tight ends a lot of the time? The third thing defensively, I just want to see these defensive backs. I want to see, mm. I want to see what it looks like when Jacoby Bryant is clearly going to be a much superior much more talented athlete player on the field. Can he, can all those young defensive backs, Romello Dotson, can those guys just absolutely smother and dominate a matchup to win it so, you know, strongly offense or them defensively, but the other team offensively, Tennessee Tech offensively. Can they just dominate that? Can they blanket the other team? Yeah, same as you. I want to see Kansas look impressive. I want to see Kansas come out with a, you know, 30 something point win. I, I've covered too much Kansas to ever pick a plus 30 or not pick a plus 30 spread. But if Kansas goes out and wins by 30, Kent, everyone is going to feel better about Kansas. And they should. And I think there's reason already to feel excited about this team. I want you to give us a score prediction, though, Scott. We, we'll close on the Scott, a, a score prediction. So give me a score. I'm going to say 35 to 10. So that would not be covering any of the lines, but I think that would be that would be pretty impressive. If you want to make it thirty-eight to ten and give them twenty-eight, um, I, th- I think that's in the realm of possibility here. You got one? 45-10. So we're both on ten. We're both convinced. If you can get a team total on Tennessee Tech, ten. That's the that's yeah. the booth review number. We're gonna have to check. Yeah, we we think this defense has given up ten points, given positive indicators for the future, and and I don't, you know, the defense that that would be huge for this. I think you're gonna see some consistent offense. Like they're gonna pour it on. I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be, you know, thirty eight ten. You know, when the when the starters get pulled in the fourth quarter, and mm-hmm. you know, Jason Bean finds let's call it let's find, let's call it Quentin Skinner. Jason yeah. Bean finds Quentin Skinner for a touchdown late and the fantasy points start rallying in for uh, for my team. I want one for you. Over under Jason Bean half 0.5 touchdowns. Over under. Pass any touchdown, pass any rush. Touchdown. To, uh, week one, give me the over. It's okay, what about one and a half? What about one and a half? Nah, I think Jalen's gonna get the rest of them. Okay. Okay. Yep. I was just I, well, curious. I, I, I think he'll play a lot. I think I think you're going to see a good bit of Jason. Bean are we going to see a little? Are we going to see a package or two? No, I think you're going to see a second half. Or I was going to say a quarter. A or whole two. second half. Like if Kansas is really up and dominating, maybe not a whole second half. I, I think they'll give Jason Bean some legitimate time. I, I think to play some quarterback. Well, uh, are you going to be at the stadium on Friday? Yes. Awesome. I will be there. I'm going to be trying to find a room to record this right after the game with you. Well, we'll be reacting to Kansas beating Tennessee Tech. I'm not even scared. Kansas will beat Tennessee Tech, and we will be here to break it down afterwards. That's been Booth Review for Scott Chase, and I'm Kent Swanson. We'll catch you later.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.